This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call us, text us to 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet us at Double Tap Canada and find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite Double Tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again. Lovely to be with you as always. Uh, with me in Montreal, virtually of course, is Mark I always feel better doing that. And from a shed somewhere in Manchester, England, it's the one, it's the only, it's the legend himself, Sean Priest. Hey! Is Mark virtual then? Is he not real? No, he's I'm a hologram real. right now. No. He, he, he called this in earlier. He's, he's actually taped this ahead of time. That's, that's how clever he is. Yeah. That's well done, smart. Mark. He's a smart guy, you know. Oh, no, he's glitchy. Oh, he's, oh, he's crashed. Thank you, Stephen. Oh, he's crashed. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Reboot. Oh, dear. Is this, Thank uh, you, Nancy. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, too. Okay, right. it's going to be Call one of those back. shows today, right? Uh, oh, wait, it's just like any other show. Uh, listen, we're joined by a very special guest this week. We've got to be on our best behaviour. Second week in a row, we've had a guest in uh, the, stu- the uh, studio virtually with us. All the way from New South Wales... In Australia, it's David Woodbridge from Vision Australia Radio. Hello, David. Woo. Oh, hang on, I didn't Hello, play my. Virtual. I didn't play my applause. I'm virtual as well. There we go. There, there we go. There oh. we go. Oh. 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 Good day, mate. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. I knew someone had to take this seriously. On behalf of Sean Priest and I. Um, oh. I, 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 are we not good enough, Stephen? Is that what's going on? You're bringing guests on to uh, to make sure the show has quality content? Yeah. <laughs> you might think that. I could not possibly comment but, or say yes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad David could come on because there is a reason why David's here. I mean, it's not just for fun, you know. We are no, actually he's doing great. This. Well, he That's is great. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there is a reason. <laughs> there is a reason behind all this. Oh, thank uh, God for that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why you're staying up this late. That's the um, one, yeah. So we wanted to talk to you because you've been uh, doing a podcast, and actually a, a number of tweets have come out, and, and you've been podcasting about this, a new product called the, now is it the Zoom PodTrack P4 recorder? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Uh, Correct. We're going to get your take on that because um, I, I love all these recording devices, and I'm really keen to hear what you think about it and why you've gone down this route because... From my understanding, these devices are not particularly accessible, but you can kind of wing it, I think is the... Correct. That's not the technical term, obviously, but, you know. This device is amazing. Well, so so they say, yeah. I'm looking, you know, I never heard about it until this show. Until three seconds ago. And I'm looking at it right now going, how they fit everything into that... I'd stop talking. How they fit everything into this small package... Correct. Ah, well. Yeah. Yes. Stop Moving it. on. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into that with Dave. We'll find out how he fits it all into his small package uh, a bit later. Um, you had to take it there. I know. Well, look, you know, you set it up. I'm going to destroy it. Um, so, yeah, before we get into that, though, does New Beats Studio Buds launched? Are we excited? Mm. Ordered. Oh, you've ordered them already, oh, Mark. Oh, come what, do on. what do you mean? Order? I have a headphone I... problem, guys. It's a really, it's a really. I didn't realize I had this problem actually until I ordered these these headphones, and then I opened my drawer, going, "Oh my god, mm. what am I going?" Like I was, I was trying to watch TV last night. My wife had a meeting, and her little office nook is in our bedroom, so she was on a Zoom meeting, and I'm like, "Okay, let me watch my Apple TV. Let me let me pair some headphones with my Apple TV." Mm. And mm. I opened my little drawer next to my next to my bed and the nightstand. And I realize I've got like seven pairs of Bluetooth headphones in there. You you do have a problem. This is a problem, right? It, it you need more ears. Yeah. I've got the yeah. same. I've got the same problem as well. I've got about eight at the moment. It's not even. And then then you talk about wired and custom in ears and over the ear. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm like, I need a museum for this stuff. And you've got AirPods Pro. I'm guessing. No, but that's the funny thing is none of my headphones are Apple headphones. Oh really? 
No, None I've got the original Beats Why? Wireless, the ones that kind of hmm. wrap around your ear, not with the wire. Uh, those are the only quote-unquote Apple product that I have in terms of headphones because the AirPods don't fit in my ear. They fall out. The AirPods Pro don't fit in my ear, so they fall out. The AirPods Max are just r- not off. worth the money that you're paying for them. Um, so it's just, you know, the Beats are actually I, ones I, I, that I, fit wait, wait, wait a minute. I just let that one skim on by. <laughs> what the, AirPods Max aren't worth the money you're buying. Are you insane? I bought them, I used them, I'm like, these are nice, and I returned them. No, it's not because your wife said you needed to return them. My or... wife does no say in my technological uh, yeah, purchases. you say that because she Trust me, ask her what she's buying me for my birthday. She's like, I can't buy you anything, you have everything. Well, this was yeah, exactly why I ended up with them, because for my birthday, my wife said, what can I get you you don't have? And on that very day, they had just launched AirPods Max. So I said, I want them! And she said, okay. Uh, so that was And then she bought you easy. three computers. Uh, then she, well, two, well, she bought you one computer, which I sold, <laughs> and then bought another one. So, yeah, technically two computers. Um, yeah. Yeah, Mark, only all two, all right? So what's yeah, your headphone situation? You just shipped one to me. Yeah, what? yeah exactly, that's right. Uh, what's, what's your headphone situation, Sean? Are you, uh, what are you right? Oh, oh, mine? Well, very similar in that I have a $20 <laughs> pair of, uh, I think they're called Tozo. I mean, they are excellent. Oh, not, excellent. not Tozo. Oh, Tozo. Wow. The well-known brand. They're, they're fine. Wireless charging uh, thing, case. They're all fine. Basically, the- you just typed in Bluetooth earphones into Amazon and took the first one you could find. <laughs> no. my The way I shop on Amazon is whatever is in the deal of the day. That oh, is I it. see. Right. The quality bin. Right. Hence, hence my current favourites, which are just the Echo Buds, which were at uh, half price. So I did get some of them. And they're great. I, I'm, you know what? I don't wear... I wear headphones here in the studio shed for so many hours. I, I, I don't wear headphones when I'm out and about usually, so I don't care. Those are great headphones, though. What, are they, what, what ones are those again for people? Because these are great headphones. Sony something oh, the, or other. Sony something or other. They're the ones that Mark uh, recommended. Oh, and the MDR7506. I love those. I got them too. I bought them because... I've got like four pairs. They're phenomenal. I got mine because I thought I've got to get these. And it's funny, they sound so bright. I think it's because they're yeah, they're, they're like perfectly they're the reference sound. monitors. They're yeah. phenomenal. Mm. But they're really they're not dear. They're not expensive. No, not at all. That's why I keep I mean, buying are them. You, are you mad? How much were they? They were they were oh, expensive. Well, what they were not expensive. No, 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 no. no, no. no. Don't stop Canadian dollars. <laughs> no, 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 Come on, no, no, what were no, they? No. I mean, I paid about seventy quid for them, so they're not that expensive. And That's I bought them for you, Sean. So what are you complaining about? I'm not complaining. I'm just saying your door. Yeah, we said those. Your reference point is just out of whack. That's all I'm saying. $121. That's, That's ridiculous. That's not That's ridiculous. That's for a pair of Sony <laughs> professional. You know <laughs> what? I quit. <laughs> Seven <laughs> minutes into the show, he's quit. He's, he's complaining quit. about the free headphones I'm not, compl- I'm not complaining. I'm just saying, look, headphones are like sunglasses, right? Never buy expensive ones because you will sit on them, stand on them, or lose them. You That's might. Yeah, you yes. no, 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 no. When you're podcasting and doing radio programs, you're really going to have a good decent pair of headphones. Otherwise, you're stuffed. Exactly. Thank you. Voice of reason. Yes. Get rid I'm of that Mark Manchester side. guy. And he's and David. he's totally blind. What's your excuse? I'm fat and clumsy. Um, <laughs> David, uh, you you want a gig every week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a position going at the moment. Um, there's an opening at Double Tap Productions. Has it? Uh, so oh, yeah, um, so these will be interesting. Um, so you've mm. bought them, Mark. Why did you buy them? I'm intrigued because yes, I mean, okay, the reviews I, are all terrible. But yeah, the reviews are not saying they're great. I think Rene Ritchie said uh, they were pretty good. He liked them. But other than that, I've seen nothing but really not negative reviews, but just not positive reviews. Hate. Doesn't, doesn't Renee Ritchie like everything about Apple, though, in some ways? I mean, I know he's, he, he does get a bit constructive sometimes, but I think he's a bit of a... Um, Apple fanboy? Yeah, and I don't know how much he criticises critically sometimes. <laughs> oh, Mr. Woodbridge. Wow. I know. It's a bit dangerous word, isn't it? Controversial. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but why welcome did to you? your opinion here. Why did you go with them then, Mark? With what? The Beat Studio. <laughs> Honestly. Because they're new. I really like here. I, I really like the small in ear buds that you can't see because when we're recording our TV show, which you can watch Tuesdays at 8 30 p.m. Eastern on AMI TV, um, Excellent. Well I wear an earbud so I can communicate with Stephen so we mm. can talk to each other. 
And I like that no one can see it because I don't have like a big IFB like full back system and all this stuff. And I like I can just kind of share it in the ear and no one really sees it. Plus, I, Beats Sound, honestly, Beats Sound is really good. I'm using a five dollar earpiece, which Perfect. is well. Do you know what it's supposed to be for oh, the PlayStation Steve, headset? Really? Well, this is the thing, right? The PlayStation I, when I got the PS4 a couple of years back, they had on the controller you could plug in this little earpiece, and it was just a single ear earpiece with a mic on it. And I thought, this is actually brilliant. Where where can you get single-ear earpieces? And this is what I use. But um, I rolled over it the other day in my chair, and uh, it smashed into a thousand pieces. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I might be ordering these Beats Studio uh, buds as well. I'll order them I'm in getting, black, I'm, though, not I'm getting red. A bit sad here. I'm, I'm actually getting a bit sad here, Stephen, because don't you like monitoring your voice back through your headset to make you not, you're not, sure you're not getting any audio yes. artifacts or stuff like that? On the TV side, it's harder because we're doing the whole visual thing, and, and I don't mm. – uh, Stephen, do you listen to yourself? When we record the TV show, I don't. No, I must admit that's. Do you know that's the one thing I don't. This is a really weird admission to make on the on the radio show <laughs> on the network that you know pays for the TV show. Calm down. But, I'm, I'm, but I don't like not being able to hear myself. And that is one thing. I, I, I this is why I love the radio thing. It's not that I love hearing me. It's that you just want to hear hmm. your voice exactly. and hear the quality Correct. of it, and then hear you guys yeah. in the mix. That's I find a, it really that's hard. a promo quote for the week. Yeah, exactly. I love that's my it. own voice. I love my. I do love my own voice. In fairness, <laughs> I do love it as well. But I've got I've got these Jabra Elites, right? I think it's the sixty five T or eighty five T. It's one of the two of them, um, and they're really good. But when you talk on the mic, you can't hear yourself at all. And it's really hard when I'm in conversations because I end up shouting to try and hear myself. These, these communication headsets, these like Zoom call headsets, they're not designed by broadcasters and people no. who are in this business, you know? No. They just, it's about getting that sound to the other end. They don't give a crap about you being able to hear yourself. No, it's no. Like, and we can fix this problem, you know? You can. We can, oh. we can fix this thing. Well, what's the music going? What's like no, the come show? Get, get off, Mark. Oh, God, I'm hearing things <laughs> you know, in my you, head. You know, this is, you know this is like a radio show, right? We've got to take a break. That's how this thing works. Uh, we haven't even talked about Windows 11 yet. Uh, we've got to talk about that or whatever it's going to be called. Probably Windows 11. We'll get into that. And also we're going to be talking uh, to David Woodbridge, our special guest from Vision Australia this week, all the way from New South Wales, staying up late with us here on Double Tap Canada because we're going to be talking about the uh, Zoom Podtrack P4. Looking forward to getting into that and finding out why it's a top choice for him for recording. All that coming up. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Mark Aflalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. Hey, Double Tappers, want to get involved? Call the show now at 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca and have your say. This is Double Tap Canada. It's a tech show. Honest. Oh, you stop saying that. Honestly, we're guests and everything. I like uh, that one. It's a good one. It's a tech show. Honest. I know. <laughs> I know. Right? It's, it's like, do you know, the thing I love about that is it's the same like all my jokes. You know, it just gets replayed every single week and I love it. What we'll do is we'll not get you on again for another year, David, and then that means that you'll, uh, again, think it's hilarious. That's it. David and I time. are going to do a spin-off show. I- I'm done with you two. <laughs> I'm done with Stephen and Sean. Uh, yeah, it's uh, not a tech show, honest. Nah. <laughs> right, let's um, let's talk about uh, Windows 11 for a minute because uh, I know we're going to talk about your PodTrack P4. David, I know you're, you're excited to tell us about it, but I've got to ask you about Windows 11. What are we all thinking about what is coming? It's all been leaked, has it not? Or is that just the start menu? Yeah, what, every, what is detail, it that's been every detail, the release date, the <laughs> price. The start it's menu, all it? <laughs> so what's coming? What are, the, what are the leaks? What are we expecting? But, 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 but hang on a minute. Where, where did Windows 11 come on? I thought we were supposed to be sticking in Windows 10 according to Microsoft. Oh, we're past that. We've moved on. Moved I have moved on. on. I yeah. can't move past oh. that. We were promised that there would be no we major updates or new versions, I should say. Mm, yeah. uh, 2015, that was. 20, oh, stop mourning about it. Just what's coming up Windows 11? <laughs> we moved on. No, no, nobody can. No. A promise be, is a promise. the last one. That they said. Not. Get God. over it. Honestly. Oh, dear, I'll start, I'll, I'll start it off again. <laughs> <sighs> We never get through anything on this show. We just, no. we never All right, sorry. Get to Continue. Anything. What's coming up in the next version of Windows? I'm asking you. Oh, what me? <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. 
Excellent. <laughs> right. Well, look, it's, it's, so far, there was a leak. They, there's been a, a build uh, leaked out. And everyone is just talking about the new user interface, right? So there has been a, a major refresh of how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are saying you know, it's very Mac-like. I, I don't think that myself, from my blurry eyes that I can see. Anyway, it's just been freshened up. And I think it needed that. It, it does, you know, it makes it feel more modern. So I'm all for it. So the UI has changed. And with that, the start menu, I think, is one of the big ones. I know you're you're dismissive of this, Stephen. You just say, oh, it's a start menu. But for me, well, it's Well, that's amazing. what I saw that was leaked, to be honest. Yeah, but the, the changes, all those tiles have gone, right? So we've finally moved away from that terrible idea of those tiles and you know, Microsoft sticking to their guns of almost like the uh, start screen you had in Windows 8. No one liked them. No one wanted them. My start menu since Windows 10 has been basically useless to me. Right, navigating around it is a—it's just a chore. So it's just a case of hitting the Windows key, typing the first few letters of what I want, and hitting enter. I don't use the Start menu for anything else. On Windows 10. On Windows 10. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David, come on, back me up here. It's not that bad, is it? Oh, I, I don't care. He's using Windows. Couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we live in the we live in the fun world where we don't care about That's start it. menus. We yeah, sit exactly. back. We sit back with our glass of wine. We get our feet up in front of the log yeah, fire and go. <laughs> whatever. You do exactly exactly the same on the Mac. I bet you use the um, what was it the spotlight feature? Was it command? I, space? I do. Yeah, I use that. Or, Type or in city. and hit enter. So it's the same thing, right? So basically, they've gone. They've simplified it all. So the start menu is a lot simpler. It's almost going back to the Windows Seven, Windows XP days. So everyone is going to be happy with that. And they've redesigned the taskbar. Now these are all, as I said, sort of user interface changes. I don't really care about that, but I am excited to see what's coming up because I think Windows Ten actually is fantastic. I haven't had a blue screen of death for the longest time it very rarely crashes for me it's really nice so i am excited to see what they're coming going to come up with they're going to redesign and um uh, that the file explorer is something they said they're going to put a particular effort in so yeah i mean so far it's all rumors and, and guesswork but i'm excited to see what comes up yeah, I, I yeah, must admit. I, I, I actually yeah. think that was. I think that was saying also to the. <clears throat> I think it was the the taskbar. I think was going to look like the dock in in Mac OS. So that might have been where the the reference to the Mac came along. That they're going to say, look, this this is front and center. You can go straight to your pinned applications with no problem at all. So I think that's what they were mainly talking about. I actually, think. do you know? I'll I'll tell you from the image I saw, where like you say, it was all sort of centered on the screen. It looked more like Chrome OS than Mac OS, if I'm honest. That's much mm. more the way Chrome OS is laid out. But you know what? For us, it doesn't honestly matter that much. No, it doesn't. No, exactly. The way we interact with, with well, I should say screen reader users, actually, it doesn't matter. Well, so I was going to say, if you're, if, you're, if you're low vision using with Zoom, that might be more challenging to navigate around, especially if it's a much wider area on the screen. So that might not be ideal. But yeah. um, no, I mean, again, one thing that I'm looking forward to is finding out about what is new in accessibility. What is next for Narrator? Uh, what is next for Zoom or Magnifier? What is next for all these other tools? And I, it's clear that Microsoft have committed to making these tools better. And it doesn't feel, David, like it's a flash in the pan, that this is actually mm. going to be something we're going to see develop over time and get better. And I, I really think that Windows 11 might be quite a marker. I mean, I don't quite know if I'd go so far to say it's going to be a JAWS equivalent uh, screen reader, but it's going to be good, I think. Uh, and look, the, the other thing, and I don't know if I haven't checked out, I mean, I've got the current Insider build as well on my Surface Pro here, but um, yes, I do have a Windows computer. Um, but weren't they also, sign, we'll let you I know, <laughs> it's hidden behind my MacBook. Um, but weren't <laughs> they saying also too that they're going to change ease of access to just the accessibility center or something like that? So rather than going to the ease of access, like everybody else does on, you know, Mac and iOS and Android, you've just basically got an accessibility menu, which I think makes a bit more sense, actually. Yeah, it does. That makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, well, we'll find out. Uh, June 24th is when it's all announced. Uh, it won't be on our next program, obviously, because um, we'll be we'll be recording before it's announced. But uh, we will, of course, follow up on that the week after. Um, let's talk about Zoom and audio recording. Now, I'm talking here Zoom, the company that makes... Uh, hardware recorders, not Zoom as in the conference software. Um, you've got yourself a PodTrack P4, and I've been following you. I, well, I always follow you on Twitter, and I follow your podcast, the IC podcast, and, of course, your 
uh, show on uh, Vision Australia radio called Talking Tech, which you do there. And uh, you've been talking about this. Um, so first off, describe it to us and uh, why you've uh, fallen in love with it. Okay, so basically, it's a very simple, easy, <laughs> simple, it's a fairly straightforward unit. So if you can think at the back of it, you've got four XLR female mic ports at the back. And then to complement that at the front, you've got four headphone jacks, which corresponds to each one of those inputs at the back. And then if you come to the top of the unit, um, going from left to right, I've got um, gains for um, basically, I'll just say mic one, mic two, mic three. So I've got gains for all of those. Beneath those, I've got slider switches for each knob, which allows me to switch between a dynamic mic, a condenser mic from mic one and mic two. Three and four, and this might interest Mark in particular, is three, I can switch that so I can actually have a TRS cable coming in from my iPhone to record off my phone directly or make and or make phone calls or FaceTime calls directly into the mixer. And then... Uh, mic 4, I can switch it far to the right to do a USB connection to my PC. So if I want to use Zoom on my Mac or my Windows computer, I can do that. And then below that, on the left-hand side, I've got four little sound pad buttons so I can play, you know, jingles and segues and outros and intros and all that sort of cool stuff. And then below that, again, I've got the, a master volume for the sound pad. To the right of that, I've got four buttons, which are basically menu, play, stop, and record. And then finally down the bottom, sort of right above those headphone jacks, I've got volume knobs for headphone one, two, three, and four. So, you know, it's and the knobs are sort of a good size one. I, I sort of think about, you know, the old-fashioned radio that while it's not sort of huge knobs like your old-fashioned radio rotor dial, uh, these are quite small. The only thing I suggest people do with this is they're those knobs which they have a, a finish sorry, a start and a finish point. So when you rotate them, they'll go anti-clockwise stop, they'll go clockwise and, and end. The problem is you don't know unless you listen to the sound how far you've turned that particular item up or down. So I've just got some old, you know, marker dots and I've stuck them on the dial. So when I turn them to nine o'clock, I know it's at nine o'clock. Um, the other thing, really cool thing about the thing is that it also runs on uh, two AA batteries. So when I'm out and about and I want to do a quick recording, um, you know, with my mic and my headset, I can just do that on battery. Um, I can run it off a power bank because uh, on the side of it, I've got two USB-C ports. One's data in from a Mac or a PC or my iPhone via a lightning camera adapter. And the other one's purely power to the actual unit. Um, and look, it just works. And the, and the reason why I, I updated was that my poor old Behringer mixer from 2011 was starting to get a bit old. But the one thing I do love about this, and this is probably one of the major reasons why I did get it, was um, this has got preamps in it. And it's also got, oh God, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, guys, what's it called when you do a conference and you don't want the person to hear themselves back? Minus. Oh, mix, mix minus. minus. Yeah. Mix minus. It's got that in it as well. And the other thing is when I have audio coming in from my iPhone and from my Mac, I don't have to worry about the volumes of those devices because the Zoom PodTrack P4 does it for me. So everything is equal. And then uh, earlier on, uh, Stephen, when you said it wasn't quite accessible in a way, yes, I have to press the menu key. And then I've got to remember that you know if I press the right arrow which, or the down arrow, which is basically the stop button three times, that's my put into mass storage mode to transfer files to the Mac or the PC. If I go to the menu and press it once, that's to modify the sound pad files and so on. So, yes, you do have to remember where you are, and I've covered them in about – I got a bit excited, and I did 12 podcasts on the Zoom. 12. Before. Wow. 12. Um, and, and not only did I get excited about the PodTrack P4 doing podcasts, I also got a bit excited, and I thought, well, why don't you just have one Zoom PodTrack P4? Why not have two? I agree with so that. I'm, I'm all for that. I think let's buy more. <laughs> more stuff. Indeed, indeed. So – well, you know, I've got one for portable and one for portable and, you know, one for home because I get sick and tired of wrenching cables apart when you've got it all set yeah, up nicely, absolutely. so that's my portable one. Totally agree. Um, and then I bought three mics and three, four, four mics, four headsets, so I'm totally portable. Um, and and I, I bought the. That's right. <laughs> my wife didn't actually say anything, actually, but I did buy the... Um, Credit card statement's not changed. come through yet. <laughs> It's coming. <laughs> and it's the first time I've ever changed mics because I actually bought the Samsung Q2U, which are basically a $100 dynamic mic that could also be used as USB. Um, and they're actually quite nice. Then I bought headset-wise, I bought, not that I'm wearing it at the moment, but I bought the um, Audio-Technica M30X headset. 
because um, they're just nice and comfy and they tend to block out a bit of a sound. So so I've got a whole brand new complete audio set up for radio, podcasting and demoing. So that's brilliant. And, and you know, I, I did mention earlier about the accessibility, but what I mean by that is that it doesn't have speech software and it's not going to be driven no. that way. But you can learn how to use this stuff. And the Zoom tech seems to be like that. I, I hear other people talk about, what is it, the F8? Is that the other one? That people, or is F6? Mm. There's another one that people talk about a lot, um, which does similar things. But the point is that these devices are... Uh, making it easier for people to do their own podcast, to make their own content. You know, I've got a Rodecaster Pro at the moment, which is also not particularly accessible. But once you you don't actually need to get into the gubbins of it to actually make it work. It's it's pretty simple mm. to work. It sounds like a similar device. What I'm trying to do here, David, is justify buying one. Um, <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, can I can I justify a Rodecaster mm. Pro and a Zoom uh, Podtrack P4? Well, that's uh, not me, right? Go, but... Do you go Do you go out in the field and do interviews and demos out in the field? Uh, I haven't worn <laughs> socks in about two years, so yeah, I mean, oh, I haven't been outside okay. very often. Uh, but that, but you know, that's changing, and that's the point, right? There you go. Um, and I think that's the thing is, you know, hardware for recording. I love this idea of it being a mixer and a recorder all at once. I mean, you know, you may mm. not be doing much mixing on it because you can, if you can record no. to separate tracks, you can deal with that problem later. Exactly. Um, you take those files, you put them into Audacity or whatever, and away you mm. go. Um, but this sounds pretty cool. Sean, does this appeal to you? And I know you never leave the shed, so probably not. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds cool. It sounds any, any mixer that's, that's easy to use and got those features. But I want to go back to something you said. I don't know if I'm misheard it did you say it, it equals out it levels the sounds that are going in you don't have to worry about correct it does wow so it's mm. it self levels <clears throat> i i don't understand it i mean they talk about preamps in it which has got i've got no idea what a preamp is anyway um uh, but every time if i turn the volume up on my iphone or the volume up on the mac and i listen to it back on the you know on the zoom portrait p4 itself or anything else all the sounds are equal wow so yeah, so I don't know if it's... We could do with that here. Been, <laughs> I know, exactly. Order one. No, I could, and he didn't well, know. Ex- exactly, because one thing I always found with the Behringer one, because I mainly use Armadale's Pro, was getting the, the levels correct, like my yeah. voice, yeah. the iPhone voice, the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I get people saying, you know, oh, look, you know, can you get your levels right? And I'd always feel like saying, listen, mate, this is voluntary. If you want to pay me to actually learn how to do this properly, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> The nicest no, it's way difficult. of saying get lost. Even if you do it, it in in post, like you were saying, because you're you're saving the audio tracks separately, so you could do it yes. in post, adjust the levels. But that still takes a lot of time. You know, it's, mm. it's not as straightforward as people think. So. And not everyone can multi-track edit either. So you you know the idea exactly. is just getting that final mix because that's the thing. I, I I try for that. We do it here. You know, we try and make it so that we can have one recording and that's it. And it means if we do have to yeah. edit, which we really do. I mean, I've, I've got to say that you know if you think this show is edited, then you've serious issues because trust me there's no editing goes on here uh what you what you hear is what you get um it's funny we, we did this on clubhouse one week remember we did the show on clubhouse and uh, someone said i can't believe you actually just do that show from end to end without stopping and i wasn't sure if that was a compliment or not <laughs> yes, to be honest i, I, I think they're missing why don't you stop at some why, why, point why, why, why don't, don't you, you consider that yeah but it's no, it it good I'm, it does help yeah i mean look, the, the other thing i like about it too is that i can like a proper mixer, which wasn't the same as the Behringer one because it was too old, was the fact that, you know, I can I can quite easily make any mic live. I can mute the mic. I can turn the vibe up and down. The same for the headsets, all that sort of stuff. So when I did um, the latest podcast of that, um, the Dyson fan thing, I literally got a, I've got a spare mic in the room now. So whatever I need to demo something like a device like that, I've got a like a three meter or in old terms, uh, what's that, a 10 foot cable. Um that I can put across the other side of the room. But it just plugs into the mixer so nicely. It's just with the old Behringer stuff, I felt like I had to sort of like recable everything. With this one, I think, oh, I just plug it into this port and off it goes. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's coming in at 269 uh, American, um, Canadian dollars, actually, in uh, on Amazon at the moment. So, you know, if you're looking for that's one, not that's not too bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, it's working out about in the UK about 190 on a sale. So, okay. you know, 190 pounds. Uh, that's about a million Australian dollars, isn't it? I was waiting for that. Do you feel like you, you're you not wanting extra inputs at all? It does seem a little bit limited on the inputs there. No, because I, I just think most of the time I'm only dealing with my, my phone, the Mac, um, and I can, you know, the TRS cable, I can, 
you know, that yeah. goes to my iPhone and everything else. So, no, I mean, I, I just think, you know, do I really need more than four? And the answer is no. Fair enough. That sounds good. Well, look, stick around, David, because we've lots more to talk about, and uh, we're going to be discussing a feature by uh, one of our listeners, a request by one of our listeners that we've decided to fulfil. Sean Priest has done his homework this week. Ooh. I know, shocking. Uh, we're going to be demoing Immersive Reader and Read Aloud on Microsoft Edge, and I'm also going to be talking to uh, two uh, prominent gamers in the disability community on uh, their thoughts on E3 that happened uh, over the last week. And I'm going to tell you about a fantastic new app I got on my Mac that I'm so excited about telling you about. Uh, I'm, but I'm going to hang on because I have to. Contractually, we take a break first and then I tell you. It's on the way. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Hey, I'm going to tell you about a fantastic story I uh, read this week about Jeff Bezos. Um, I don't know if any of you have seen this uh, incredible story. I'm going to get to it a bit later, which will I guarantee you will make uh, you laugh. Uh, hey, listen, we were talking earlier about Windows 11, actually, or what may become... Uh, Windows 11. Uh, did you see there's an end date now on Windows 10? <laughs> it is definitely going, guys. Oh. It is We've got going. a few years yet, though. We're, we're okay. Just a couple of years. Uh, you've got until October. This is very specific. October 14th, 2025. Uh, and then that's it. That'll be the year that we finally get out of this pandemic. That'll be it when lockdown Mind you, it's still, sc- <laughs> oh mind God, it's still scary like when you go to people's place and they're still using Windows 7 or, God help us, Windows XP still. Some people do, are still doing that, you know I mean? Still, still, yeah. still oh, using it. Yeah. People love XP in our community. Stop it. Mm. Well, I have to be honest, our, our National Health Service in the UK is run on Windows 7, I think, or oh, XP. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. It's incredible. So, yeah, still, uh, still mm. going. Um, you know, uh, there's a new version of Outlook launched on the Mac, uh, Microsoft Outlook. Uh, I don't know if it's come to... Well, it hasn't come to the PC yet that I'm aware of, but there is a new style of Outlook coming. I'd say this is getting to that point where... Microsoft are starting to bring out these, and what do they call them? Is it web apps they call them? Or what is, it, is that the mm-hmm. name of it? Where they're kind of becoming simplified. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, from a voiceover perspective, so much better. So I am loving it. Have you tried it, David? Have you tried the new Outlook? I have. I was actually quite surprised. I thought I was just reading, I was reading my emails from it today, and I thought, oh, I think it was saying December 1st or something going on, but I just thought, this is what I've always wanted it to talk to me about because I think before it was doing it in a weird order. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is almost useful. <laughs> I was surprised because I, I generally... Is the band not stopping today? No, no, I just <laughs> let them play. Let them play. Okay. Are you not enjoying the music? We've no, played, it's very late. We paid them back. so much money. We thought we may as well let us, let's hear what they've got to do. Hey, listen, uh, speaking of uh, music... <clears throat> So uh, we've got a feature coming up. Uh, Greg in Pennsylvania has been in touch, and he says, uh, hi, guys. He said, uh, listen, want to uh, say nice to have Stephen back. Yeah, I think he did actually say that in the uh, the email. He's glad I'm back. I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it must be fake news. <laughs> uh, someone's hacked Greg's email in Pennsylvania. Um, but no, he, uh, he got in touch to say uh, that he was uh, loving the show, and he wondered if Sean could do us a favour, uh, or him a favour in particular. And uh, he would love to uh, find out more about uh, the Microsoft Online Voices in Edge, courtesy of the Read Aloud uh, feature. And, of course, the Massive Reader as well for those who want to use it. And, Sean, am I right in saying you've been doing your homework this week? Is that right? Can I, I have. press this button? Yes. Um, it's about 30 minutes long, though, Stephen. No, so it's not. I'm, I've told you. I'm cutting it off. If it goes by five, <laughs> it's getting chopped. <laughs> What would you like for your features, Priest? Uh, right, okay, let's find out more about Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Edge in particular, and the uh, Immersive Reader and Read Aloud function. Why is it so difficult to read an article on the web? I mean, it should be easy. Just open it up and read, right? But no, you'll find it's full of links or advertising frames or buttons. It's really difficult just to get to the content. Thankfully, though, there is a solution, and it's called Reader Mode. Reader Mode, or sometimes called Reading Mode, is a feature that's built into most, if not all, browsers that will strip away all that clutter 
when you're reading an article. It will take away the links, the adverts, the buttons, and just leave you with the content. Sounds great. So today, we're going to take a look at the immersive reader mode, which comes with Microsoft's Edge browser for Windows. So let's find something interesting to read. So I'm on my Windows 10 PC. I've got the latest version of the Microsoft Edge browser, and I found an article I want to read. It's from the mobilesyrup.com website. And it's all about a new Netflix program being filmed in Canada. Now, when I read this article normally with my screen reader, it's not actually too bad. There are a few advert frames in there, but it's okay. But it could be better. So let's enter immersive reading mode. Simply press F9. Loading complete. Immersive reader. Cool. Now that we're in immersive reader mode, a toolbar appears at the top of the screen. Now, your screen reader focus should automatically jump to the first item in that toolbar, but if it doesn't, you can navigate to it simply by tabbing or using the up and down arrow keys. You'll know when you're in the immersive reader toolbar when you hear these options. Read aloud button. The read aloud button. Hit space or enter on this to have the article read aloud to you using Microsoft's own TTS voices, which are, by the way, gorgeous. Let's tab to the next button. Text preferences button. Now, so far, I've concentrated more on decluttering an article, making it easier to read for our screen reader users. But the rest of the options in this immersive reading toolbar are more for people who have difficulty with reading, such as dyslexia. The text preferences button allows you to change things such as the text size and the text spacing, as well as the theme of the article. So you can choose a color scheme that works better for you. Let's tab to the next button. Grammar tools button. Now this is a cool one. This gives you the option to highlight any syllables or nouns or verbs or adjectives. Again, great for people who may have reading difficulties. Reading preferences button. In here, you can choose things like line focus, so only a certain number of lines are displayed at one time. Some people find that a lot easier to read. And also, there's a picture dictionary and a translation mode, so you can translate this article into lots of different other languages. And that's all the options here, so let's shift tab back to read aloud. It'll start reading as soon as you hit space or enter on it. Button read aloud. Toolbar region pause button read next paragraph. First English language original feature from Canada, Code 8, Part 2. The film will star Toronto-born cousins Robbie and Stephen Amell. Netflix has made its first acquisition of an original English language feature from Canada, Code 8, Part 2. Let's just stop that for a second. Now, come on. That's a nice voice, isn't it? Now, as soon as you press the Read Aloud button, then we get a new toolbar replacing the one we were just on, the Read Aloud toolbar, funnily enough. In here, we have Previous Paragraph button, Play Pause button, Next Paragraph button, and Voice Options button. Your focus will always start on the Play Pause button, so to stop it talking just then, I simply press the space bar. And to get it reading again, just press the space bar. Now, if you want to change the speech rate or the voice itself, then go to the voice options. Voice options button. Voice options dialog. Speed slider one. This obviously adjusts your speech rate, how quickly it reads to you. Simply use left or right arrows to adjust this. But if we hit tab again. Voice options combo box. Microsoft guy online. Natural. English. United States. Collapsed. We have a combo box where you can choose a different voice entirely. So let's try a different voice. I'm going to pick one of my favourites. I'm just going to arrow down a few times. Once you've finished in here, simply press Escape twice to go back to the Read Aloud toolbar. Continue to Read Aloud button. Pause. Netflix nabs its first English language original feature from Canada, Code 8, Part 2. The film will star Toronto-born cousins Robbie and Stephen Amell. Netflix has made its first acquisition of an original English language feature from Canada, Code 8, Part 2. Ah, I could listen to that voice all day. Stunning quality. Anyway, that's it. That's immersive reader mode on Edge. Give it a go if you're really interested in getting immersed in the article. Ah, I see what they did there. Then it really is a great option. So there you go. That's uh, Read Aloud and Immersive Reader Mode in Microsoft Edge. Those voices, Sean, are fabulous. 
They are, yeah. I mean, if I had a little bit more time, Stephen, I would have gone through those voices. But It'd have you know, time us is all to tears. I know, <laughs> but they no, they really are. I, I, and I'm serious about you know when I want to sort of read an article and take the article in. There's using a screen reader. A lot of people will say, well, what's the point? We've got a screen reader, but there is a difference. And those quality voices and the the cluttering of all those links and everything in reader mode, it's great. It works really well. Yeah, David, you fan. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Australian for no. I'm just uh... look. I was going to say. I was going to say. Look, mate. It's basically Shift Command R on Safari on the Mac. So I don't quite know why people get excited about. It. And if I want to change to voice desire, just do it oh. in the system and just press you know Option Escape and off it no, goes. No, no, I must. All no. joking aside. <laughs> That's actually a really cool function, and I get the same functionality on Edge on the Mac as well. So, and I do love what's the voice? The online is it Natasha? But you're right. Some of those voices are just absolutely incredible. You would not know in in a way that you're listening to a you know a text to speech voice. Absolutely incredible. So, and look, I agree with you. I mean, I think if you're going to really want to take in an article and listen to it properly then nothing beats a good voice and having the stuff all stripped out of the, the link and the other boxes and that sort of stuff. So no, I quite like it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to say to Greg as well, uh, he says, uh, he, he did actually say, I was just reading that email again when we when we were listening to that. I was paying full attention, Sean. My intention was evenly split between you and this email. Uh, sure. He's, yeah, he says, it's so good to have Stephen recover from his illness. Thank you so much uh, for doing that uh, for the You're Microsoft recovered. Online. Uh, I'm rec- well, allegedly, yeah. Uh, not according to n- the needle marks in my arms. Uh, I should say from the doctor's appointment today, just to be clear. I was about right? to say something. Yeah, absolutely. Needle marks, <laughs> That's for deflation purposes. Yeah, that's that's a, bit, a bit too much self-disclosure. That's, that's the clip, isn't it, for the promo? That's another one. Um, I love my voice, and I'm full of needle holes. Um, so, yeah, he said, uh, by the way, my fully sighted wife caught an episode of Double Tap TV with me. This is one for us, Mark. He says, uh, Sean is blonde-haired, a bit pudgy. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh, trust me, trust me, it gets worse. Uh, he says, uh, but oh, actually, no, it, it, apparently, uh, Greg's wife says, uh, very much on the cute side. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, that's oh. nice, isn't it? Take you home. Mark, Nothing about us? Yes, Mark, oh. you, you have a nice dark beard and you're a bit chubby. Okay. Is, is that better than podgy? I'm not quite sure. I don't know. <laughs> And apparently, uh, Stephen has dark glasses, uh, short dark hair, and a great voice. So uh, that's, that's, a, that's, that's 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 really? clearly too well, nice. You didn't get described. You didn't get described though. That's wow. a good that's brutal. I think, I How think come sometimes. we get physical descriptions and you just get you know I've nice voice and round head? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've got I've got a head with hair in it. It's got a face. And I've got a voice. There you go. Oh, thank you, Greg, and thank you, Greg's wife. I'm not thinking Greg's wife. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a lovely beard, Mark. Uh, yeah, nice and bushy. Goes with your chubby face. Um, right, let's stick around. We've got lots more to talk about E3 coming up. Uh, what are the disabled gaming community thinking about E3 this year? We'll find out from Courtney Craven and Steve Saylor in a few moments' time. And also we'll be talking about what's coming up on uh, next week's Double Tap TV episode of Fantastic Big Worldwide episode of Double Tap TV coming up. Details on the way. And around finally for you as well. Lots more with Mark, Sean and David Woodbridge, our special guest this week on the way. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Now back to the show. I do love this jaunty music. I have to say, it was Mark that picked this, by the way, David. Don't blame me. Uh, This was Mark. I wrote the lines. He came up with the music. Mm, That's probably why it's tasteful. Oh, thank you. Oh, you, you two, right, you, you're just having a love affair over there. All right, enjoy yeah, yourselves. David and I. <laughs> right. Enjoy yourselves on Double Tap 2. Um, well, right, we okay. are, we are, oh, actually, no, you're part of the Commonwealth. I was, was going to say we are part of the Commonwealth, but so is Scotland, unfortunately. So. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It's, it's and nice. the UK for that better. You know, yeah. we're better together, are we not? I know. Who's the host of the Zoom? Can I kick them out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, look, let's talk about E3 because it happened. Does anybody care here about E3? Because I have to be honest, I was struggling to care. Um, it is, you know, it's a gaming thing. People like games. I hate Mark, to admit, but not really. Well, from an accessibility point of view, it's very important. Well, no, it's very important. It's just I'm not a gaming person, so I don't pay much attention to this. <gasps> what? I know. How can you not be a gaming person? I'm not a gaming person. 
You, if you, only we you. knew someone we could call Philistine upon. Philistine, you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do know people who we can call upon. Actually, uh, ahead of a very special episode of Double Tap we've got coming up soon, Double Tap TV, I should say, um, we actually spoke to a couple of people. Uh, Steve Saylor is one, a uh, uh, visually impaired guy known as The Blind Gamer on Twitter, and uh, he told us his thoughts on E3 uh, this year. Generally, this year's E3 was a little off in that it was uh it was an all digital event and there was a lot of different uh, sort of live shows um that a, a lot of different live events that were happening um but as far as accessibility there was only like three sort of standout um moments of e3 there was the summer game fest kickoff live which was uh, available in multiple different languages as well as uh, asl and audio descriptions and that was the same for uh, ubisoft forward and the xbox uh, bethesda showcase uh, there was some accessibility in the live programming of e3 there was some captioning um but it just was had a had kind of a bit of a different like it, some issues with that um i would say that there wasn't really a lot shown with accessibility in mind i think we saw like maybe one or two games that um that talked about accessibility uh but it, there are definitely still like games that i'm really excited to be able to play and i've i've confidence that there are going to be some very accessible games for instance far cry 6 was shown off and uh and even though they didn't talk about it specifically um ubisoft has been very well known for uh including a lot of accessibility in their games so it's stuff like that i, I i'm confident that they will have um but yeah, it just it, it's kind of it was a mixed bag, uh, and it's it's I would say it's gotten better since last year, but not by much. Mm, interesting. Uh, well, that's Steve Saylor's take on it. I also spoke to uh, the founder of CanIPlayThat.com, a fantastic website. Courtney Craven told me about their thoughts on uh, this particular event and one particular game that stood out. Probably the most exciting thing for me was a, a, a smaller one that people might have missed, but upcoming game Skate Bird is about a skateboarding bird that, that's coming to console soon. Part of their E3 showcase highlighted accessibility, and I, I don't think that at least this year any other games have, have really discussed any um, inclusion or accessibility feature that their game is going to have. So it was really nice to see an indie studio acknowledge how important it is and how important it is to them that their game is accessible to other people. But aside from that, seeing Ubisoft and Microsoft once again deliver their, their events with full captions and interpreters for sign language and audio description, I think we're going to see more and more of that in, in coming years for events like this. And it's 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 exciting to get to see it, but it also really cements that the accessibility movement is not really a, a fad or or catering to special needs, but it's it's here to stay. And if you want to stay current, you need to embrace it like like a lot of other studios are. Uh, but but that's great. Of course, it's great that the audio description's there. It's great. It's captioned. Uh, you know, sign language and all of that wonderful stuff. No one mentioned the uh, Xbox Series X mini fridge, which will be available this holiday season. Uh, I'm more excited about that, to be honest. A mini fridge that's in the shape of an Xbox or or something. Um, that's just pretty now, cool. Is it in the shape of an X or an Xbox? And if it's in the shape of an X, what can you put in it? Oh, it's not going to be in the shape of an X, is it? That would be, be utterly ridiculous. Oh, what, and an Xbox fridge isn't utterly ridiculous in the first place? No, because it'll be all lovely and lit up inside and we can pretend to care. Okay, cool. Sorry, I take it all back. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it. Um, I do. No, like, I want on, a mini what? fridge up here, so that's my idea. Well, what, I'm no, surprised that's what you, you need in that room. That's what you need in that room. Well, E3, I, yeah, E3 is cool, more. right? We, let's, let's stop oh, it. no, I'm bored of that now. Right, okay, look, we've covered it. Right, E3's happened. Great. <laughs> oh, we could, we could tick that off. Okay, That's done. Yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, we've got, we got prominent voices on this, right? I'm not going to sit and talk about it and pretend I know anything about, what, about it. I'd rather hear from people who know what they're talking about. And that That's, ain't I us. was talking. Okay. Right. Um, I want to finish up with this one. This is a great story. How about this? There's a petition ongoing. I don't know if you want to go and sign this right now or maybe after the show it's up to you guys uh, thousands are demanding that Jeff Bezos uh, buys the Mona Lisa and then goes and eats it oh of course yeah so how much the, you was know, the Xbox fridge again <laughs> yeah it was a lot cheaper than this this is, this is something right so Jeff Bezos apparently needs to buy this uh, four or three and a half thousand people have so far uh, signed this petition to get Bezos to purchase this uh, Leonardo da Vinci piece 
and then chow down on it at the time of, uh, of of winning it, so he or buying it, so he buys it and then eats the thing. I think he should, you know, take this a step further. I think more people will get involved. He buys it even though it's not for sale. Well, no he one said that. He prepares it. He prepares it. He rolls it into like a tortilla with some chicken inside it to make it better. That's a good point. But he yeah. eats it on the uh, on the ascent into space <laughs> on his on his rocket ship. So while he's on this his way takes to space, more well, reality, you, know? make this. you need snacks. Yeah, you do need snacks, and, yeah. and he could cut it out in pieces and give it to his brother and all those other people that are traveling to space with him. I think that'll make it just a much more realistic story, guys. Yeah, because right now it makes no sense, does it? Um, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, so, so apparently this painting is owned by the French government and is on display at the Louvre in Paris. I've been there, apparently. by the way. Apparently. Apparently, no, no, it's, it's owned by the French government and it's on display in the Louvre in Paris. <laughs> you got some sort of chip on your shoulders, Steve, well, to the Louvre. I've not been to the Louvre. I've, I've been near it. I stood outside it and I said, oh, that's the Louvre. And then I walked on because I was thinking I was looking for a KFC at the time. Exactly. Boring. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who's interested in this They have a really stuff? good Lego store inside there and a nice mall underneath there as well. Ooh, oh, there's an Apple store there, too. Is there an Apple store? There's Why did I not store go right in? in the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. I won't try and pass the Apple store. Not only that, but the Apple store, everything at that Apple store is actually more expensive than other Apple stores. It's quite of course. Funny. That's mm. That's got to be some price. Um, got to pay for that Mona Lisa. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, apparently, if the if the country were to sell it, it would be for, uh, 50 billion euros, 42 billion pounds. That's about a million, a, a billion, 100 billion. billion pounds. Canadian. What's he worth? Uh, he's got, he's worth apparently, was 120, no, it's more than that, isn't it? It's 200 uh, billion dollars. So a quarter dollars. of his net worth in, into one painting. He apparently eat. spent. Wait for this, because he spent. Eat. Yes, to eat. Sean. He spent sixty-five yes. million dollars on a Gulfstream G six hundred and fifty ER, which is uh, one of the fastest commercial jets in the world. <laughs> is he eating that Sorry. too, or maybe he's using that to travel? <laughs> well, you, you would eat it on the way to space, I guess. So you know, you'd use that. Yeah, that be. Um... And he also spent forty-two million dollars on a massive clock that ticks once a year and is designed to last for ten thousand years. Can't you just buy? I mean, he he actually makes clocks. Does that come with a cryogenic fridge next to it? Yeah, that exactly. You can live in. Yeah. And and he, you know, you've got the Echo Clock. He could have bought that for thirty dollars. <laughs> and it he connects to his it, own devices and his own. You know, it doesn't last ten thousand years. Well, no. no in fairness, these ones don't last a week. The battery the, the, it just destroys the battery in these things. Anyway, there you go. I thought I'd leave you on that little thought there. Um, that's it for our show this week. Thank you for tuning in. Believe it or not, that was an hour. I know. Where Why? does the time go? Uh, David Woodbridge, we can find you on the IC podcast. We can find you on Talking yep. Tech, on Vision Australia Radio. You're all over the place. I am all over the place, indeed. <laughs> Literally. Mean that in the nicest possible way. Uh, thank you so I, much for hanging out with us this week on Double well, That's Tam. okay. With that last section, I'm just speechless now, so I'll, I'll go quietly. Yeah, yeah, there's no more to say, really, is there? Uh, Mark and Sean, thank you as well, guys. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, yeah, might as well get some use out of this applause jingle. And uh, we'll catch you again next time for another... Double Tap Canada. Thanks for listening and keep your feedback coming. Call 1 844 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.